0: Hey everybody! This is Kemia, and I'm Sean, and you're listening to Content and Coffee. Hey everybody! Welcome to another edition of Content and Coffee. Uh, I don't actually, Sean, what episode are we on right now?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. You're putting me on the spot here. I, I think we're uh...
0: I think we're on episode 17 now.
1: 17 sounds good. We'll go with that.
0: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) That's great. So today is actually going to be a bit of a different uh, interview style uh, podcast because I'm going to be asking you a bunch of different questions about how your agency is growing. And we're going to dive into some specifics around that. But And this was actually a title suggested by you, which I think is brilliant. This is all the things that we're going to cover, is how North Digital is growing faster by saying no to more opportunities. So why don't you just kind of provide a high level of where North Digital is at, and then we'll dive into some specific questions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this is a topic I'm really passionate about, and it's something that I have been putting an increasing amount of effort towards focusing on, which is this idea of growing faster through elimination, through saying no to opportunities. And to take a step back, where we're at right now is North Digital. We've been around for approximately two years at this point. And we've dabbled in a lot of different areas. And right now, what we're trying to do is scale the business through bringing on enterprise clients for $2,000 plus per month management fee, or in the case of a smaller client, highly automate that process. So I'm really focusing in on efficiently scaling the business. And a huge part of that, actually, the thing that really shifted the momentum from kind of struggling to grow to being able to grow a bit quicker, well, a lot quicker is actually by saying no to a lot of low-leveraged, unimportant tasks and opportunities.
0: So, can I ask specifically on the enterprise client side of things? Is that identified by the deal size, or is that identified by the customer size? So, if they're plus one hundred employees, they're now defined as a cust- as an enterprise customer, or is it say they they have a marketing budget of ten thousand? You've managed to capture two thousand initially, and you you're upselling to five thousand, so making it seven thousand dollars a month. Uh, Is that an enterprise customer? Like, how do you define the customers that you're going after now by saying no to smaller, smaller level customers? I suppose.
1: Yeah, good question. So, first of all, the way I define enterprise client would be pretty much solely based on their marketing budget. Someone, a client where two thousand dollars a month is not a lot to spend on marketing, and that's the floor. So, you know, two, three, four, five thousand dollars a month in management fee is what I want to charge. So, it's a business. That's
0: why I say the the. because like, you want to get them in the door where $2,000 isn't a lot of money, and then you have the yes. opportunity to upsell. And that's why I say the the five. Yeah, absolutely. Seven,
1: yeah. From my point of view, enterprise is any company that is willing to spend $2,000 per month or more on management fee. And if they're doing ad spend, then their total out-of-pocket cost will be at least 4000 a month. Um, so yeah, it just means there's a lot of different ways that business can get there, but you know, they're going to have revenue, they're going to have a tried true, tested business model and they're going to believe in marketing and they're willing to invest in the growth of their business. So there are, you know, five employee companies that have that and there's hundred employee, but it comes down to their willingness to spend, uh, on their marketing mm-hmm. and invest into themselves. Oh,
0: well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I, I want to jump, like it makes sense to me, but on its face, it sounds pretty counterintuitive. Like you're trying to grow faster by saying no to a lot of opportunities. Like, Why don't you, why don't you explain, explain what you mean by saying like, like, are you doubling down on inbound? Are you focusing on trying to get more out of your existing contracts? Like, How are you growing faster by saying no specifically to this scenario?
1: Definitely. So a quote that comes to mind is that good is the enemy of great. And what that means to me is that if you're investing your very limited time, everyone has maybe a maximum of 10 to 12 hours. Working hours per day, preferably eight, going to live comfortably. And if I'm going to spend that time, or if the agency is going to spend that time on clients that are producing a small profit margin, then it doesn't give you enough time to go for the bigger fish. The clients are going to bring you more money. And in the beginning, as a new business, there's always the tendency to say yes to everything. You're almost trying to, on a subconscious level, prove to yourself that the business is going to work. So anytime someone comes along and Says, hey, I'd love to work with you. You feel this sense of you're flattered, like, yeah, definitely. You know, that's more that's more recurring revenue. Come on in. But after being in this for a few years, I realized that if there's not a good profit margin, a significant profit margin built into each client, there's always going to be extra things that come up. The client's going to give you a call. Some little thing is going to go wrong, and ad set's not going to deliver the way you want it to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I've never had a client where there weren't additional things that took more time. But what I've found is that for smaller clients if you end up taking them on and it's not a great fit once you factor in the cost of those extra things you've actually ended up you know breaking even or even losing a little bit of money on the client and that's bad but what's worse is that you could have been spending that time going after a truly profitable client that's going to be a great fit so it frees up the mental time and the mental space and the energy to go after big clients that's fundamentally the, the theory behind it. And it's really hard to say no to money, to revenue. It's And it's a, almost an unnatural feeling. And it, the hardest ones are the ones that are in the gray area. It's easy to say no to a client that's obviously a bad fit, but it's the ones that are maybe 90% a good fit, but not perfect. What I'm learning is that it's still usually best to say no to those clients because there are almost an infinite number of businesses out there that could use our services. So. We should be going for the 95 to 100% fit clients and really saying no to everyone below that. And in the long term, that's going to scale North Digital the fastest. And we're already seeing the positive results coming from that.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot, that makes a lot of sense. It, one, one of the things that I always, I forget to remember, but when I remember it, I'm like, oh yeah, of course. The business world is so huge, like capturing, say 1% of a market of enterprise customers there's still so much room for growth, and one percent of the market would—you would probably be like a ten-plus million-dollar agency, no problem. Like, it's, absolutely. It's, there's an insane number of customers out there, and you know the way the way things are going and the way businesses are going, your market is actually expanding because mm-hmm. everyone's moving to online. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys are primarily focusing on uh, digital ads, and um, are you still doing the website building?
1: We have partnered with another agency. So we are able to deliver beautiful websites, but we're using their development team. So sure. it's kind of a partnership arrangement. Smart. And, um, and
0: no, that's, like, that's great. Because then that allows you to even more focus on saying, you know, in this case, you're, you're not saying no, you're saying sort of, because you're not actually doing any of the work, but you're still getting the benefit from it. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, in the case
1: of, you know, building strategic partnerships, I mean, even, the ghost at North digital mm-hmm, partnership absolutely. is an example of something. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of time to send off a referral. And if you can capture a, fine finest percentage, then that's a really scalable model oh, for
0: sure. Like for, um, for the audience, just to, just to highlight for the audience, like it, it is as complex. And I mean this ironically, it's as complex as saying, uh, Hey, I want to interview you guys. You're in great hands. Uh, I'll let you two connect from there. And it's like a three, e- it's like a three line email. And then it's done. It's Mm -hmm. it's really not hard once that trust is established.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's one thing is referring out or building a partnership with clients that aren't a perfect fit. And an important point that sort of underlying, I want to touch on two things actually, underlying the whole movement towards saying no to low leverage tasks, is that it also frees up more time to build assets that will pay North Digital back for years to come. And what I mean by this is focusing on North Digital's own branding and marketing and focusing on my own personal brand, branding and marketing. Because when I focus on this, it generates a stream of inbound leads that just grows exponentially. So I would rather focus on building the brand of myself and my business rather than focusing on a client that's not a perfect fit.
0: No, that makes, that's that one makes thing. a ton of sense. Absolutely. So let me, let me ask you a, a pretty specific question um you've like if people don't follow sean uh, what's your instagram handle because i know you do a lot of um it, personal branding it's, sh-
1: there. it's sean.wiggins
0: perfect go follow him you will not regret it <laughs> awesome content but what i was going to say was um on your instagram stories you talk a lot about high leverage and low leverage tasks relating to time wasting can you explain what high and low leverage tasks are and how you implement them in your day because i'm Obviously, I'm inferring that high-level tasks are better than low-level tasks, or leverage tasks, I should say.
1: Yes, absolutely. That would be a good inference. <laughs> um, <laughs> you must have had your coffee today. I have had my
0: coffee. Today. <laughs> I've had multiple.
1: Oh, perfect. Um, the way I de- I define leverage is units of output per hour invested. So, if you invest one hour and have you know five units of output or units of impact, then that is, um, you know, five times as high leverage as if you invested one hour, only got one unit of output. So what produces more output is building systems and then having either hiring people or having it automated and have those systems run for you. Can so I jump a in super- and ask a quick question? Yes.
0: Is the unit of output decided by you? Because that sounds sort of arbitrary. Like, like, how do yeah, I know gotcha. that writing a blog post is going? Like, say I write a blog post that gets me six thousand organic views a day, and my average view per blog post is a thousand. That's a super high leverage task. But how do you assign a unit to that? Like, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So it is a gray area. I think that is actually one of the core things that comes with entrepreneurial experience. You can't. There's not. It's really hard to define a number. You know, what's more important, six thousand views on a blog post, a new client that pays me $2,000 a month or sending 100 outbound emails to qualified prospects. How do you, you're not comparing apples to apples. All these are different things. So you use your entrepreneurial experience to make an estimation of like, what is the lifetime value of the impact of this? What's the lifetime value of the blog post versus the lifetime value of getting this new client versus the lifetime value of task A, B, C, or D? So there's no right answer. I think you just, as an entrepreneur, as you get a few years into the game, you start to learn what type of things are going to pay you back through experience. Um, so it's more of a just a philosophy to keep in mind, and it should kind of underpin what you do. But I'm not actually kind of writing out, um, you know, units of impact as I go through it. It's more of just a, a guiding principle. Interesting, but a very, a very important guiding principle.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And so these high leverage and low leverage tasks. Um, Say a high leverage task is worth three units to a, a low leverage task, which which gets kind of confusing. I, don't you have like a crazy Excel sheet where you're tracking all this?
1: <laughs> I do uh, have an Excel the, sheet. You should
0: post a view only. Is it in Sheets or in uh, Excel?
1: It's in Excel.
0: You you should convert it to Sheets and then post a view, mm-hmm. a view only. And then we'll post it in the description. I think it'd be interesting to yeah. be able to see.
1: No, I could definitely do that. So I actually do take it to a fairly analytical level. <laughs> I track... Uh, <laughs> I track every task fairly, that I do. It's fairly Excel is shoot. an
0: understatement. I've been, I've seen it before. It's it's pretty. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 very complex according to like how I track my day, but it, it like it works really well for you. You get a ton of stuff done.
1: Yeah, I know it's been working well. And basically, what I do is I just assign a leverage score to each block of time. So if I'm checking emails, that's like a pretty. That's like a five out of ten leverage because that's not really working any deep task. It's just kind of day to day. Whereas if I was, uh, let's say, uh, planning out my content calendar, um, which I need to do, that would be like that—that that would be a nine or a ten out of ten because have that's you, planning uh, on my branding. Have you so heard of, uh,
0: of Ghostit? We have a really, really great <laughs> software scheduler that you can plan all your content.
1: I, I have heard of I think I played it that before.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's a—I re- think it's the best on the market, actually. <laughs>
1: it might again. be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh,
0: shameless, shameless plug, shameless plug. I love it. No, so, so my follow-up question. After the leverage score is, you know, obviously stuff comes up in your day to day. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the big question is, is what if distractions are coming up? How do you separate distraction time? Do you just like throw your phone away and like shut yourself in a room? Like, what is your process for dealing with those distractions?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So my new approach to this is called putting myself into airplane mode. And what that means is taking a block of time, five or six hours and turning off an email, putting all my phones in airplane mode and making it so that no one has any way of contacting me for that chunk of time. How do you, how do you do block it.
0: off email? Do you use one of those like do not use websites?
1: <laughs> uh, at this point, I usually just close the tab, but you can get apps like Freedom. One of those called Freedom. that I've like, seen those. Yeah. This disconnects your internet. But I mean, <laughs> for now, I have enough willpower. You're not, to you're not that hardcore. Yeah, awesome. For sure um but i mean it this is actually much harder to do than you would think i mean i think it's way it sounds simple but it's actually very difficult to do because you'll get this building sense of anxiety as you know people are trying to reach you and messages are building up and what you have to realize is that um the like the loss you have to accept a little bit of collateral damage you have to accept a client maybe being a little bit annoyed that you didn't get back to him or her in time in the name of building a long term business and having a long-term benefit i think tim ferris has a somewhat famous quote they said you have to accept all the short-term collateral damage to realize your long-term vision because if you don't block off deep work time every day and say no to a lot of things you'll you'll keep everyone happy this week but then two years have gone by and you haven't actually significantly grown anything so that's another big concept that i really which, believe in
0: which also ties into uh saying yes to everything as well like if you if you just say yes to everything, you know, tying it back to where we started in this podcast, if you just say yes to mm-hmm. everything and you're not shutting out or accepting the the short term collateral damage by saying no, you're going to be in the exact same space. You haven't actually built anything of value, and you you don't have long term reoccurring revenue, which is the dream of every business. Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely, um, I absolutely agree. I think we live in too much of a a world where it's like a, a yes world. It's the sp- Standard social conditioning and culture says you should give every opportunity a chance. You should say yes to everything. You should be open-minded, and I think that is often taken too far. Really, the most successful people I know say no to ninety-nine percent of things, and the reason why they say no to ninety-nine percent is because it frees up their time and energy to say no to the one percent of the most impactful things they have to do.
0: Right. No, that's that's absolutely correct, and I think I think not enough people do a good. It's you know it's hard because it's a hard balance because part of the time you want to say yes to things that lead to other opportunities, but you also need to balance it by saying no, and I need to focus on this. So like a really good example, this is what's in my mind right now. A good example is say um, someone invites you out for some conference, right? And it's like, I have all this customer work that I need to get done. I could just blast it out myself, say no to the conference, or I could say yes to the conference, meet a bunch of potential prospects. So in that case, you'd have to weigh it. And I guarantee you probably going to the conference is a good use of your time because you can prospect there and you can build relationships. Like you can hire someone to finish the work for you 99% of the time. So I do think it's a balancing Mm -hmm. act, but I do think most of the time people should say no.
1: I 100% agree it's a balancing act. And that is the the art you get good at the longer you're an entrepreneur. So that's one of the key skills is knowing is this week better to go to the conference or is this week better to stay and do the client tasks? And, you know, some, some weeks it's going to be one thing. Um, and some weeks it's going to be the other. So one, uh, one quick point I want to touch back on before we go too much further regarding the, the big clients, which are the small clients, a point of clarification I wanted to add is that small clients. So what North digital is doing for small clients, the ones that are not the enterprise 2000 this per is, month this is small
0: plus. clients based on revenue, not team size, because like, I'm sure you wouldn't want people hearing like, oh, like small clients isn't like, we're a small team of three making $4 million a year. Like that's not.
1: Yeah. that's not Basically money. I define it by their marketing budget, for which sure. is yeah. a property of their revenue most likely. Totally. So yeah, hundred um, percent. For a smaller client, what we are going to do now is offer them digital marketing services at an hourly rate. And with that, in order for them to get a proposal and a, a strategy consultation... So when we normally do proposals, it essentially is a strategy deep dive. You look at their business, decide what they want, make up a five to six page proposal that outlines all the potent next steps that they need to do. And that process takes a couple of hours to do. So now what we're doing going forward is for these smaller clients, that strategy proposal has a price tag attached to it. So before they get any value... From us, um, they will have to pay a small fee. It won't be a lot. It'll be maybe a hundred dollars for the strategy, uh, p- the strategy session and proposal. And what this will do is weed out all the people that aren't serious about doing business. Anyways. Yeah, that's
0: a, that's a really interesting, like immediate qualifying factor that you have. I like mm-hmm. that a lot.
1: So that's a that's another move that we're doing with North Digital. And I'm really excited about it because Um, it's just, it's a hundred dollars. is not a lot of money. And if it is a lot of money to the person, then (laughs) they are absolutely not a right fit to work with us anyway. (laughs) Right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That makes total sense. (laughs) That's
1: great. Um, I, yeah, I'm really excited. And also from a sales perspective, I think it's common knowledge in the sales community that once someone has given you a little bit of money, they're much more likely to give you more money because you've opened up that uh, trust. Yeah.
0: Technically it's called tripwire. A lot of um, a lot of mm-hmm. cor- like courses do this, where it's like, or A Arefs is a great example. aref says it's seven dollars for seven days, and that's your trial. And if you don't like it, then whatever. But if you get that, mm-hmm. val- like it, the the value you would derive from it is like, well, do I really want to pay? Like, because at seven dollars is really not a lot of money. So it's like, do I really mm-hmm. need this? Yeah, okay, fine. I'll pay seven dollars. And then once you're in, you're like, I've already paid. Upgrading isn't actually a big deal and they have your credit card, right? So it's like, exactly. you now, you've now you qualified them and you now know they have the capacity to pay so they can derive exactly. more value and you can derive more value as a business, right? Which I think mm-hmm. is a brilliant tactic for sure.
1: Exactly. That's so cool. that's really interesting. I actually, I remember doing the $7 for seven days and uh, I think that's a genius thing they're doing. It's great. Um, but it. yeah. the, way, the way this w- goes back to the leverage is this basically eliminates an extremely low leveraged waste of time task, which was sitting down for consultations with clients that have no marketing budget and are just kind of window shopping and trying to gain ideas. That's not what we have time to be dealing with. So requiring a small fee just cuts off that whole basically waste of time part of the market. Um, I like it. So I'm very excited about that.
0: That's great. I love it. Any, uh, any final words? I think, um, I think we're coming to a close here. Do you have any, uh, any other parting wisdom? I think that makes total sense. Just to summarize, like you, North Digital seems to be growing faster by saying no, because you're just doubling down. Like you're you're not saying no to everything. Mm -hmm. You're just tuning your focus.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I mean, my closing words is that I see so many businesses struggle in the same place for years on end. And this is especially true in the agency world because agencies are already inherently hard to scale because you're trading hours for time. And I think the reason a lot of these agencies aren't scaling is that they're not setting clear boundaries about what they're going to say yes to what they're going to say no to. So they get so bogged down with clients that aren't a great fit. And that's why they have trouble really um, scaling quickly. So I think that if anyone's listening to this, who is an agency owner or an owner of any other business, you should, you know, apply the, this, these theories in here and just focus on all of the things that are going to really help your business grow quickly. The perfect fit type of clients, um, the long term. Business assets you can grow and try to start saying no to things that aren't a perfect fit. I think
0: and I think that is yeah, uh, I think that's, I think that's right. everything. Fantastic. Well, as always, thank you for listening. And uh, you know, leave us a rating. It, it helps us get founded, encourage us to create the content. And um, Sean, where can people find you?
1: You can send me an email, Sean at north.digital.
0: Fantastic. And that will also be in the description. The Instagram Thanks. is is really what you're going hard at these days. I'll post that in the description <laughs> as well. Um, Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I suppose until next time.
1: Until next time, guys. It's always a pleasure. Bye. -bye.